scores! Gilmore scores! Off the glass, the left corner to Aguila. Aguila the left circle. Passing the yellow shot. Save made by Aguila. Three bounds. Another shot. They score! The Flames win it! Yeah, baby! They score! And the sea of red erupts! Flames talk starts now on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Here's Pat Steinberg and Aaron Vickers. All right, this hour is underway. We're back after the All-Star break. Flames talk back into full gear. It is Monday, February 5th. Welcome to the Sports Drive, brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Simplify your life with a security ecosystem. Go to calgarylockandsafe.com to request a security audit and get a tailored solution. Steinberg and Aaron Vickers of NHL.com on this Monday. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcast. Hello, Vic. How you doing, Patty? Are you a little bit refreshed after that All-Star? I assume you watched everything that happened. I didn't watch a single thing. I saw one highlight. I saw the highlight of uh, Kucherov. Not getting trying. booed yeah, and not, not trying. the only thing I saw. Well, and then you're refreshed and ready to go. Exactly. Uh, we're coming at you from our Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Uh, later on this hour, newest Calgary Flame, Braden Pahal, will join us. After that, Trent Cole, head coach of the Calgary Wranglers, will join us on the future of the Flames. We're jammed this hour. The Flames look different. And now the question that I'm asking is, how much of a step back will the Flames be taking immediately? And this does not count in a potential Noah Hannafin trade or a potential Chris Tanev trade. I'm talking all we know right now, what the roster looks like. And basically, you know, from the last time we saw the Flames in that 1-0 win over Chicago to when we'll see them again on Tuesday night against Boston, Lindholm out, Kuzmenko in, Coronado's back in the American League, Klapka's back in the American League, Pelche, Rooney in, so, like, the team looks different. Sharon Govich moves to the middle now. He'll take Lindholm's spot as, as the third top nine center or top three center on this team. He's going to be centering Kuzmenko and Huberdeau. They've claimed Braden Pahal off waivers. Looks like he's got a good chance to make his debut on Tuesday night against the Bruins. And that's why I asked the question, how much of a step back has this roster taken since the Lindholm trade, especially knowing the offensive struggles anyway that Lindholm has had. I because I I still think they are taking a step back here, especially when you're talking about the defensive responsibilities that Lindholm shoulders and with no disrespect to Sharon Govich, I don't know if a guy who's played 8-9 games of center this year or in the last 2-3 years is ready to take on the same type of heavy lifting that Elias Lindholm has shouldered basically ever since he's gotten here and essentially since being moved to center. So I do think they've taken a step back uh, in, in terms of their roster. What I'm curious about is just how big that step back is going to be. Yeah, and that's something that's going to be shown over the course of the next week to two weeks. I kind of liken it to a take two steps back to take one forward kind of scenario because I'm as difficult a season in terms of production Elias Lindholm was having He's still your best all-around forward on the roster for my money. And you're removing your number one center. You're asking a guy who's got limited NHL experience to be your first-line center as a result. And you're bringing in a right winger 
who clearly wasn't having the season he was looking for in Vancouver to the point where there was healthy scratch and limited ice time. So Kuzmenko to me is a little bit of a wild card or lottery ticket or however you want to refer to him as. But just in terms of pure in-out, you're looking at removing Lindholm. You're looking at adding Kuzmenko. You're bringing Pelche back into the fold. You mentioned Bahal on waivers coming to the Calgary Flames and getting injected straight into the lineup. It's still, a, the, to me, the Calgary Flames on Monday, February 5th, aren't going to be able to be as competitive as the team from last Wednesday or last Thursday prior to the Lindholm trade. Time is a flat circle, as you mentioned. I'm not entirely sure exactly what day that trade went down in hindsight because everything happened so fast. Yeah. But to me, they won't be as competitive, at least on paper, because we haven't seen this edition of the Calgary Flames on ice yet, obviously, with the All-Star break, the trade happening late last week. And there's time, like if Kuzmenko comes out of the gates and, and produces more like last season when he had 39 goals in 81 games, I'm not sure that's necessarily a fair expectation to have on him. And of course, you're getting Peltier back, which might give that fourth line some energy, some life and identity, which they've been sorely lacking. And you bring in a, a defensive defenseman in Pahal who maybe allows Oliver Shillington to play more of an offensive game, plays the Chris Tanev role that uh, Shillington had a couple seasons ago. The long answer was what I gave. The short answer is I don't think they're going to be as competitive as they were, but there are still elements that can influence that to make me wrong in that assertion. It does, how much of a step back they're taking here, it, it does come down to Kuzmenko. It really does, right? Like, is he a new player in a new situation? Is he a new player with a change of scenery and a larger opportunity higher up the depth chart. And, and look, sometimes you get jolted when you make a trade, right? And, and, or, or when you're traded. And I, I wonder, as you said in our first hour on this Monday, does that trade um, maybe spur on a little desperation? Like, okay, it wasn't working in Vancouver to the point they moved on from me. I was an expendable piece, so they could go acquire and uh, and what what they perceived as an upgrade. And so, and I, I'm curious if if that awakened something in Kuzmenko, and and maybe that is one of the reasons we see more from him in his second NHL stop. And it's gonna, but it really does. If if he is a new player, then maybe the step back isn't as dramatic. But if he continues to struggle like he was in Vancouver, this is going to be a this is going to be more of a noticeable and and detrimental step backwards. Yeah, absolutely. And I wonder if the change of scenery serves Kuzmenko well. And this is going to so much be a cliche, but you see it time and time again in the NHL, three strikes and you're out. Kuzmenko had strike one in Vancouver in his second season. His first season certainly went really well. 39 goals, 81 games, like I mentioned. Shooting percentage is absurd at 27%. That's not something that's necessarily repeatable year after year. But now he's on to destination two. And he's got one and a half years ballpark remaining on his contract. And if it doesn't go well with the Calgary Flames, then all of a sudden you're looking at a situation where I don't want to say you're a full-on reclamation project because I think I don't think he's necessarily that for the Calgary Flames at this point. I think it's too recent that he was a 39-goal scorer, 
It's too short a sample size that things weren't going well under a new head coach in Vancouver. So I'm not ready to declare him a Calgary Flames reclamation project. But if it doesn't go well in the city of Calgary for him, his next stop might be trending into that territory. So there's a lot on the line here for Kuzmenko as well. And again, change of scenery, whether you're a hockey player or a, any other walk of life, radio host, writer, so on and so forth, it can spur on a lot of energy and a lot of newfound confidence, especially when you consider he was asked to waive his no trade, heard what the organization had to say for the plans for him. So clearly he's excited about being a Calgary Flame. So there's already that um, right mentality, I think. This isn't a situation where, oh man, I was on a cup contender and they pushed me out to bring in a new guy. No, he's had to waive his no trade. He had to be excited to go to Calgary to waive that no trade. Clearly he is. So he's already in a what I would argue is a better frame of mind for being a member of the Calgary Flames today than he was a member of the Vancouver Canucks last week. But yeah, this whole conversation of yeah. how much of a step back is it for the Flames to go from Lindholm, who was your number one center for three, four years to bringing in Kuzmenko and putting him on that top line who's struggling in a Vancouver system. He's the one that gets to answer that question at the end of the day. Let's hear from head coach Ryan Huska first. This from Monday after practice where Kuzmenko was on the right side of a line with Jonathan Huberto on the left and Yegor Sharangovich down the middle. Here's head coach Ryan Huska on that. Well, like anybody else, he has to contribute to our team game. Like He's going to be a guy that we're going to use on the power play. He has an offensive skill set that we want to take advantage of. Um, and he's going to be put in situations where he can help us generate some offense. But um, having said that, it's important that the understanding or the messaging to all of our players, and Kuzi included, is they have to, they have, there's got to be a lot of pride in taking care of what we're giving up. So that's an important thing for him and his linemates to need to. Uh, had mentioned he was a bit of a shifty guy. Yeah. What did you make, what did you make of him skating around? I saw him try to do some moves as well. Yeah, yeah he is. That's one of his, his attributes that he does have. Um, he can... He can play one-on-one against guys. He's got a good shot. Um, he's got composure and confidence with the puck. So we saw that in some of the power play drills we were doing today. Now it's a matter of finding a place that's a fit for him. Just chatting with Hubert about you know, Sharon Govich moving back to the center spot too, and he thinks that that can be a good thing for him. Maybe getting a tease earlier in the season what he's capable of, but you feel he can slide in there and be effective for Well, we're, we do. Um, he's played center in the NHL before, and he had a small little test run with us at the beginning of the year when we had him on the fourth line. Um, he's played a little bit in Jersey before too, so that's one thing that came into play for us, that we wanted somebody that was at least comfortable being in that position. We have other options that at times I think we're going to use and work into that spot as well, but for now we want that line to try to find a little bit of something and see if it's, it's something that we can move forward with. So that is head coach Ryan Huska, and let's hear from Andre Kuzmenko. For the first time as a member of the Calgary Flames, he spoke in Boston after practice. What about uh, this experience of the trade? Um, you, what did you, you know, think when you got the call about the trade? Yes, it was very interesting. Yesterday day I have a 28, 28. H, yes, it's a new team, <laughs> new year, new team for me. It's a very interesting experience. I uh, excited this experience. I like it. This uh, new page for me is uh, very interesting. It's, How did you celebrate your birthday? <laughs> Meet a <his> new team. <laughs> it's a good, good celebration. <laughs> 
Afai is a good meeting <laughs> for the coach. <laughs> it's a good meeting for the guys. <laughs> what do you think? Is good celebration or no? DJ, I think it's good. <laughs> yes, it's good. <laughs> yes, and uh, I'm happy is a new page for me. For my uh, life is very interesting because uh, a lot of guys are so happy. It's good meet for me. We'll see, it's very interesting, very interesting, because I see the schedule, it's very interesting games, and uh, I like it. It's a good experience, and uh, we'll see what's happening in the future. What do you know about the Calgary Flames? You know, you've played against them, and you probably yes, know... Yes, it's a good team, it's a good uh, roster, it's a very good forwards. Very good forwards, it's a... I want connections <laughs> with my uh, players. I play now Shangovic and Huberdo is a uh, very good players and a very high skill. We'll see. For me it's very interesting <laughs> how I play in Calgary. What did you make of uh, the first first skate together, uh, Huberdo and, and Sharangovic? Is there something there? Oh it's this skate is I'm tired. <laughs> this skates yes, is a uh, I don't know, I don't know, is a great players, great IQ is uh, amazing. We'll see. There you go. Uh, there's Andre Kuzmenko's first chat with the media as a member of the Calgary Flames. And I know people in Vancouver love him. He's, uh, he's always smiling. He's got a great attitude, all that type of stuff. So uh, neat to see. And uh, we'll see how it all fits. We'll see how he works as, uh, as a member of this team's power play unit. He's been on power play one uh, at practice on Monday. We'll definitely going to have to see that. Uh, or definitely going to see that, uh, meaning uh, on, on Tuesday against the Boston Bruins. Yeah, it's going to be fun to see how this uh, all shakes out. At the very least, we're going to get some good uh, media availabilities from them. You get the sense of the excitement through that clip, which was the first time I heard it, so I was curious to see you know, the tone and the excitement level. And yeah, and it's not hard to see why he was loved by the Vancouver Canucks fan base. Like He's got a little bit of charm in there as well. Yeah. Like I'm... Uh, I'm curious to get around him, and once he's had a, a slate of games with the Calgary Flames, seeing where he's at on the ice, again, you mentioned he's being on PP1, top line. He's being put in a position to succeed, and now sort of the expectation, everything that comes with this trade and moving out your number one center in Lindholm, bringing back Kuzmenko, and obviously that wasn't a one-for-one. One. There are a lot of other pieces for the Calgary Flames coming. But now there's a little bit of pressure on him as well to come in and fulfill or take advantage of the opportunity he's got with the ice time he's going to get with the power play um, time that he's going to get there's going to be some pressure on him to to succeed I mean this is a big life change for him as well he chose to come to the Calgary Flames so there's going to be a lot of that external and internal pressure on him I'll be interested to see how he responds Uh, a few texts at 960 960 Uh, this says it's going to be a step back on the top six but I think they've solidified their bottom six with the call-ups of Pelche and Rooney. Um, this says from Greg in East Central Alberta, who's to say the Flames have lost ground? Maybe as maybe a chemistry bump will do wonders, rather. They weren't letting the world on fire before. Uh, keep up the good work. This uh, from Mike. Center depth 
Faceoffs and penalty kill has definitely taken a hit. If Kuzmenko finds some chemistry and starts lighting it up at a 30-goal pace, then maybe the loss of Lindholm is a little more negligible. Um, and this says, you know what? I'm very impressed with Kuzmenko already. Excited to see how he performs in Calgary. That's from Jerry in Vancouver Island. Text line always open at 960-960. Pat Steinberg, Aaron Vickers along with you. It's time to go inside hockey for Calgary Co-op. This hockey season, support local, find your all-time classics, and locally brewed beers. Visit your local Calgary Co-op wine, spirits, beer today. And uh, another addition to the Calgary Flames roster was Sunday afternoon when the team claimed defenseman Braden. Pahal off of waivers from the Vegas Golden Knights. He joined the team on Monday morning, took the red eye and uh, is now with the team, practiced with the group on Monday morning and uh, looks like he's a pretty good uh, pretty good chance to see him make his Flames debut Tuesday against the Boston Bruins. And we're going inside hockey by chatting with the newest member of the Calgary Flames as Braden Pahal joins us inside hockey here on Flames Talk right now. Braden, appreciate the time. I guess uh, take us through your first practice what was uh what was it like first time on the ice with uh, your new squad yeah it was great it was uh high paced everybody uh in the organization and uh player staff was super super welcoming and uh you know, i'm just getting excited to get things going here so tell us about today specifically you uh had a nice early flight if i uh if i'm aware and then uh right on the ice is kind of how it went for you hey yeah so it was uh it was a red eye last night. I flew out of Vegas at uh, around 9:30 at night, uh, and then obviously with the time change and everything, I got back to the hotel here around seven in the morning. So, uh, a few hours of sleep on the plane, a few hours of sleep at the hotel, and uh, right into practice. But uh, it was a pretty good day. Okay, so feeling fresh, or is a, a non-game day nap definitely going to happen? Yeah, for sure. Definitely need the non-game day nap. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm feeling too fresh, but. Uh, Maybe after a nap, I'll be rejuvenated. Um, how how did you find out when you get the news that uh, you've been claimed by the Calgary Flames? Just to tell us about how you found out and, and I guess your reaction to the news. Yeah, it was uh, uh, the GM of Vegas, Kelly McCrimmon, phoned me um, and just let me know that Calgary was the team that, that claimed me. Um, and obviously, you know, at the time, it's super bittersweet, um, you know, you develop a relationship with everybody in, in your former organization. I've been, been there since I turned pro. So uh, it was like a second family to me that I was leaving behind. But uh, at the end of the day, I was, you know, lucky enough to get claimed and um, able to stay in the NHL. So any, any day in the NHL is a good day. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this opportunity. Were you, uh, I'm curious just kind of what your anticipation was. Were you expecting to get claimed? Was it a surprise when you got the news? I guess, take us through that, that 24 hours where you're kind of in limbo there. Yeah, it was weird. Um, you know, I've been put through waivers before, uh, started last year at a training camp, um, and I, and I cleared. So, uh, you know, I wasn't necessarily expecting to get picked up. I think, uh, in my career career, I made a, a big jump last year, um, and, you know, kind of established myself and proved that I could play in the NHL. And, um, so I think there was, you know, maybe more of a chance that I would have uh, been claimed this year than prior years. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, you, you never know what's going to happen. So it's just a waiting game. And, uh, it's definitely nerve wracking. You're kind of refreshing Twitter and uh, talking to your agent a lot, uh, just trying to figure out what's going to happen and where you're going to end up. 
So you, uh, you you get the news, and and Kelly tells you that that Calgary's the team that claimed you. You're excited. You got a new opportunity. You're staying in the NHL. What 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 specifically was the reaction, knowing that it's it's Calgary, the team that claimed you? Yeah, it was super exciting. Um, you know, obviously being a Canadian kid, and uh, you know, growing up, you want to play in the NHL, and you know, to me. It didn't matter which team it, it was as long as it's the NHL. But, you know, like I said, being a Canadian kid, you always want to play at a Canadian market. And uh, it's a lot closer to home. So uh, family, friends, and everybody will be able to, uh, you know, come watch more and uh, tune into TV and, and get the games a lot easier than they would have uh, out in Vegas. But, uh, you know, it's just an initial excitement and um you know, getting getting the chance to stay in this league and, uh, you know, prove that you belong is, is the big thing. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Yeah, I was going to say Canadian kid, but, but Western Canadian kid too, a Saskatchewan guy. I'd imagine other than Winnipeg, this is as close as it's going to get in terms of playing NHL hockey at home, hey? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, Winnipeg's a little bit closer just because I'm, uh, you know, South, South Sask guy, but uh, Southeast Sask, but um you know, it's, it's definitely cool coming back to, uh, you know, the familiar territory and, um, you know, everybody, you know, from Saskatchewan, Alberta, Western Canada, for that matter, are hardworking people. And, um, you know, I, I like to bring that in my game, too. So I think uh, they'll respect that out of me. We're chatting with Flames defenseman Braden Pahal. He uh, had his first practice with the team on Monday morning. Um, j- just overall, when you take a look at this team, Braden, what, what excites you about joining this group? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the, just the, you know, youth mixed with veteran uh, leadership is, is huge. I think, uh, you know, I played against a lot of these guys uh, on this team in, in the American League. And uh, it's kind of cool, you know, obviously different teams, but seeing, seeing the process and the journey to get to where, you know, you are today. And um, I think that, you know, the excitement is just, you know, the youth and uh, what we can do and, and bring, uh, you know, to the city of Calgary. Did you get the sense as, as soon as you spoke with the Flames that, hey, there's there's some real opportunity here and real opportunity for you to kind of be an everyday guy? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we talked and it was a brief conversation as they were getting on the plane and, uh, you know, I had some packing and stuff to do. But uh, we haven't really, you know, dove into the opportunity. I think, you know, anytime there's a, a change or somebody new is picked up in a different organization, you're going to get a look and uh, you know, for me, the challenge is to do something with that. So I have to prove to the organization, the coaches, staff and and my teammates that I can be trusted on the ice and uh, you know, I can help the team win. So that's my goal is to, you know, prove that I belong here and um, you know, hopefully make a name for myself at the Calgary Flames. Looks like uh, you spent a good chunk of your first practice skating with Oliver Shillington, just uh, your, your initial impressions of kind of being paired up with him. Yeah, I think it'll work out great. Um, you know, he's a smooth skating guy and a great puck mover. I remember, you know, I was uh, with the team in, in 2018 uh, at training camp, so I remember him there. Yeah. You know, he's a heck, heck of a player, and, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to uh, us working together, and I think our games will complement each other well. Just a few more with uh, newest Flame, Braden Pahal, joining us here on Flames Talk on this Monday. Braden, how would you describe yourself as a player? Like, if uh, if you were asked to to give your scouting report, how would you describe it? Yeah, I think, 
I would describe myself as a you know a smooth skating defenseman that uh, you know likes to get the puck in the forwards' hands. But uh, you know I think uh, one of the biggest things that separates me from other guys maybe is my you know compete and uh, physicality, work ethic, grit. Um, you know stuff that uh, you know the the other team doesn't like to do. I like to make the the other other you know the opponent opponent's life uh, a little miserable on the ice and. Um, you know, hopefully the other team will hate me enough to get, to get them off their game a little bit. I know one of the things the Flames said as soon as they brought you in was uh, they really feel like you can add to their penalty kill. How uh, how much pride do you take in that part of the game? Yeah, I think, you know, the defensive side of the game is what I take the most pride in. So, uh, you know, penalty kill is no different whenever you have the chance to step up and, you know, block a shot or get a clear and, you know, make a difference. So, you know, special teams is a big part of, of, of the game of hockey. So uh, penalty killing is no different. Uh, just like the power play specialist, I'd like to consider myself a little bit of a, a penalty kill specialist, and I enjoy that side of the game. So um, I'm looking forward to showing what I can do there. You mentioned being with that Vegas team and, and how much of kind of a, a family atmosphere it was what, uh, you know, that, that, that team, all they did was win, whether it be in Henderson, whether it be at the NHL level. What, what does being part of an organization like that, what can you get? What, what do you bring from Vegas and being a part of that to your new team here? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, coming to a new team and being fortunate enough to be with the, the Knights through their whole entire playoff run there and, um, witnessing firsthand the dedication and commitment and uh, hard work that it takes to get to the Holy Grail of hockey, which is the Stanley Cup. And um, it's definitely something that I'll remember for the rest of my life and take throughout my career that, uh, you know, that knowledge that you gain, not so much myself playing, but just being a part of it and being there. Um, it's, it's, it's the best experience that you could have ask for and uh you know, i'm super fortunate i got that chance so uh like you said bringing it to the new team it's uh you know you just got to try to uh emanate how that how they you know they made it through that their run last year yeah and you got into the one playoff game what the the clinching game against winnipeg in round one i guess take us through the experience what's it like being in an nhl playoff game yeah, it was incredible. Uh, I think the, just the intensity, the difference between the um, regular season and, and playoffs is is crazy. I think I played, you know, twelve NHL games up to that point, and you know, my first playoff game. So it was a super special moment. Um, I was fortunate enough; uh, a few of my buddies were actually in Vegas for that that, that game too, oh, nice. so they got to watch it. It was uh, it was pretty cool to be be a part of that clinching game. Well, and to be a part of a, a game that, that sends a team on to the next round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, I, I guess what were your observations of, of being on the ice and, and being a part of that effort? Yeah, um, it, it was awesome. I think uh, any time that you can move on to the next round is, is super important. So each game in the playoffs is just so crucial and so it matters so much that, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing experience that, um, you know, next time we get into playoffs and 
uh, I'll be ready and more comfortable for that for sure. Okay, final question for you. Uh, would be remiss not to mention you uh, you picked up your first NHL goal this season. Walk us through uh, walk us through goal number one uh, as, as a member of the Vegas Golden Knights and what it felt like, how it all came together. Yeah, that's uh, you know that was a special feeling. I've been fortunate enough in my career to to bang off a bunch of uh, you know life goals and bucket list items. So that was definitely one of them. I was just uh, kind of a deflected puck in the slot, and I got in spun, and uh, you know it was a low low blocker shot that uh, snuck through. So it was such a uh, amazing feeling. Uh, you, you know, you worked your whole life to to make the NHL and score a goal. It was it was definitely a, a relief and. Um, a rewarding feeling for sure. Well, Braden, uh, welcome to the Calgary Flames. Really appreciate the time. I know it's been a, a whirlwind for you to join the team going from Vegas to Boston. So uh, good luck on this road trip, man, and really appreciate the time today. Thanks for doing this, hey? Thank you. I appreciate it. That is Braden Pahal, the newest member of the Calgary Flames, claimed on waivers on Sunday. And as, as we talked about last hour, Vix, it's a an opportunity to bring in another right shot. They lost Nick DeSimone a couple weeks ago on waivers. Brings in a 24-year-old who's got a little bit of NHL experience, but not a lot. I know the immediate the immediate dis, uh, the, the immediate connection was, oh, well, this has got to be related to Chris Tanev because he's a right shot. But I, I don't think that, that is the reason why they claim Pahal. I think they looked at him and said, that's a 24-year-old defenseman, good skater, who can help us in an area that we're lacking depth, especially in that age range. Um, and I think it's all part of Craig Conroy's kind of slow and steady plan here to get younger and to get younger on the fly and, and see more of that youth served at the NHL level. Well, and it's a free look at a young defenseman, right shot defenseman that has NHL experience that at age 23, 22 really, if you really want to go back, was captain of the Henderson Silver Knights. So there's obviously some leadership in there as well. Also captain of the Prince Albert Raiders back in junior um, when he was playing in the Western Hockey League. And this is a, a player again that you heard him say it. He was at Calgary Flames training camp, what was it, five years ago now. So it's not a player they're completely oblivious about. And now is an opportunity to bring him in, back into the organization, get him minutes immediately. And as you mentioned, fits that age range as well. He's just 24. He doesn't turn 25 until August. So it fits the mold of what you're trying to do. You're trying to get younger and you're trying to build a little bit more. And by doing so skewing young, you're trying to set yourself up for being competitive year in, year out over a long span. And this is a guy that's in your age range that is a player that can fit a role on your team at that age range and still probably has some room to grow as well. Uh, Braden Pahal joining us from Boston. Thanks to Braden for doing that. Uh, thanks to Peter Hanlon for helping set us that uh, set that up for us as well. Braden Pahal, the newest member of the Flames, joined us inside hockey for Calgary Co-op. Let's go local Calgary from best from the West Canadian produce to quality only Alberta meats. Find your local at Calgary Co-op. Shop online or in store today. Flamestock is on the air and streaming on the Sportsnet mobile app. Sportsnet 960 The Fan, Calgary. Time for the future of the Flames, brought to you by Oncolytics Biotech. 
fighting cancer by unleashing the power of the immune system. To learn more about how they believe they can give patients more time, visit OncolyticsBiotech.com. As we continue along on this hour of Flames Talk, it's a Monday, which means we say hello to the head coach of the Calgary Wranglers, Trent Cole, on the future of the Flames. Uh, Trent, right now is representing Team Pacific and the Wranglers at the AHL All-Star Classic Monday night in San Jose, California. He joins us on the future of the Flames, nonetheless, before coaching in the AHL All-Star Classic. Trent, really appreciate the time, as always. Lots to get into with you, but how's the uh, how's the All-Star experience been so far? Uh, it's been actually really rainy, first of all, so uh, kind of an unfortunate uh, incident is, there's been a ton of rain, obviously, in this. I think they're telling an atmosphere river again. But some of the kids, some of the players, couldn't get in last night from all their destinations. So some guys were coming on the ice halfway through. You know, one guy from Abbotsford didn't even make it. So, but uh, hopefully everybody's going to be in there for today. And yesterday was great, though. They did a skills competition, get to meet some of these young guys and uh, and see some of their abilities, and it's uh, pretty impressive. It's got to be. It's got to be pretty neat for you. You know, dur- during the season, you're the coach, they're the players, and there's always that separation. But uh, to be there in a in a super laid back environment with uh, Matt and and Dustin, Matt Coronado and Dustin Wolf, that's a that's got to be pretty cool, hey? Well, it is, you know, and it starts like, uh, you know, Brad Pascal, we, the, the three of us, the four of us jump in a, and we have some family. I brought my wife and kids, you know, Dustin's got his girlfriend and Matt. We were all jumping into a little bus there. We're sharing pizza and stuff. We're driving from Ontario into uh, Anaheim area for go to the airport. And then we all flew out the next morning as well. So it's just, uh, just kind of a, it, it is the all-star break too. So it's nice just to take a breath, but it's a, uh, but it goes by quick. Like yesterday, there's things going on. And today, they did the Hall of Fame ceremony here for the EHL. And now the game tonight. And then all of a sudden, you all kind of split up again tomorrow. So uh, it does go by really quick is what I'm noticing. For you, and, and you know, you're, you're in the heat of a AHL season and the grind of a pro hockey season. And you're not really getting away from hockey, but it is still a break. Like, are you, are you finding that you're able to, even though you've, you've got some duties, are you finding that uh, you're able to get a little bit of a mental break, even from the grind of a season? I, I, you know what? It's been nice. It's been a new experience. So that's cool. Uh, like I said, I brought my wife and then two of my sons with me. And so, so it's nice that we're kind of experiencing everything together and they haven't been to California before. So they're learning. We were in Coachella Valley and then driving into, you know, Ontario and LA a little bit and flying out and stuff. So all that has been good and kind of a cool experience that we're all kind of hockey uh, junkies, so to speak. And, uh, but it will be nice to, you know, get on a flight early tomorrow morning and get home and just take a day to maybe be at home. We've been on the road for 10 or so days too, right? So it'd be nice to kind of get home and just, uh, take a breather for a day or two before we start back up again. Well, and and um, you've you've got uh, you've got noted pugilist, notice fight, no, noted uh, fighter Matt Coronado on your All Star roster. I, I do have to ask you as, <laughs> as as we we get into some of the stuff surrounding your team. Uh, did you at any point have Matt Coronado dropping the gloves on the coaching bingo card? <laughs> no, but I have heard through some of the guys that he was looking for it for the last couple of weeks a little bit. So, you know what? All those Boston guys, they've got a little wild streak in them, you know <laughs> what I mean? And I thought that was good. And he'd been competing. And, 
And I showed him, uh, you know, just a clip from the night before where the guy kind of cross-checked him in the game in Coachella, and he got up, and he was just fired. He, had, he was playing, like, uh, for, like, 10, 20 seconds. He was wound up, and I just said to him, I loved it. You know, I just thought it was great, the emotion they showed. And, and uh, I don't know if that led to anything or the fisticuffs, but I do like when he plays with emotion. I think it's good for him, and he's uh, he's he's tough to get the puck from when he's like that. Well, and, and you, you get him back after the Flames go on their All-Star break, and, and he just jumps right back into your lineup and and we know we know the the numbers he's put up in the American League this year. We know how much of an offensive catalyst he's been for your group. D- do you notice that as a coach immediately as as soon as a guy like Matt goes back into your lineup? Yeah, well, yeah, for us because we we'd missed some guys and guys were called up and so, you know, him coming back and showing up and, and you know, just the the idea of the his skill set, right? I mean, uh, and, and I'm not saying this in a derogatory manner at all, but also we miss that skill set on our team, right? And so then when you add that guy in, who's a plus a point a game, you know, we didn't have much of that. We don't have that. So I think it's great. He's obviously very welcomed by us when he comes back, but we love it because he adds to our skill, to our group. When you have more skill there, it helps you know, the whole kind of execution of our game and how we play we are chatting with Trent Cull, head coach of the Calgary Wranglers. He joins us every Monday, and he joins us from the AHL All-Star Classic. Trent, of course, is the coach of Team Pacific in this year's AHL All-Star Classic. Uh, and, and you mentioned call-ups, and, and now both Jacob Pelche and Kevin Rooney are back with the Flames as, as they played four games with your group in, in their return to play. Just tell us about having uh, both Kevin and Jacob on the squad for the last couple of weeks, practicing with you and, and getting into four games uh, probably the same there same before adds to the skill level it was great you know i mean a little bit of power play for jacob and then with ruins he's a really good penalty killer you know and helped our pk immediately too so uh it's nice every time when you're going through maybe i guess you'd say stints or, or uh, occasions where you've missed guys or guys are called up or guys have been injured which we've been going through a lot of lately it's nice to get guys back in your lineup and for those guys, you know, they had, they've had had a long layoff. So it was nice to get them back in. Hopefully they're up and running to where they need to be, and then they can go up and get themselves right back into the National Hockey League for the Flames. From, uh, from your vantage point and your observations, like uh, are, they, are they back to uh, the full speed they need to be? How'd they look as, as they get the recall to the big team? I mean, I think they're I think they're doing really well. They've worked really hard with their time off, so they deserve a ton of credit on that. I mean, are you back up and running by playing three games or four games in the American Hockey League? I, I probably would say no. You know what I mean? Because now they're going to the National Hockey League. So I think they're they're good hockey players, though. They'll get up to speed quick. But I think the more they get a chance to play, I think the better and better they'll be over the next probably ranging months. You know what I mean? Because it takes some time to get yourself back up to that to that level. That's for sure. I think. Um, I'm, I'm curious just overall as uh, your group headed into the All-Star break, you, you picked up the win over Ontario uh, right before the break and you had those two really competitive games with Coachella Valley. Just overall, Coach, how are you feeling about the way your group is playing as, as you hit the break? We, or we're going to have to grind out wins. I mean, that's, uh, it's, uh, you know, I'd say maybe at the start of the year, the first uh, few months, things maybe came a little easier for us. Uh, well, we had a, a different team, you know, different personnel, et cetera, right? So for us right now, work is going to have to be at the forefront and we're going to have to execute and uh, we're going to have to grind for wins, right? So 
but that's okay. I like that. It's a good way for us to, to learn, a good way for us to win hockey games, and it will help us down the, in the long run, I you, think. You feel like the, the team is uh, and, and the, the guys are starting to embrace that, that way that they need to play and kind of getting more comfortable with the fact that it's going to have to be a lot of games that you grind out? Yeah, we're, well, that's it. We have to, right? And, and you know what? Our, our guys are, are progressing along. Some of our younger players are starting to take some more minutes through all the call-ups and injuries that have happened. So hopefully they can step to the forefront and, and you know, provide a little bit more for us as we move along, which they are. And so, But, yeah, I think that's uh, – sometimes your identity changes over the, the, the course of the year, of the season, right? And, and ours is. And uh, so we just have to make sure we're kind of – as you said, we have to embrace that because that's kind of where we're at right now and what the future brings, we don't know. One of those guys I, I'd be curious asking you about is, and, and one of those young players who's who's jumped in and maybe taken on a heavier role, is uh, William Stromgren because uh, he's had a few multi-point games of late. Production-wise, he's chipping in a little bit more for your group. Specifically recently, last few weeks, what have you, what have you seen from him and, and how he's helped out the group? Yeah, no, he's he's a good young player who's starting to get his feet wet and starting to trend in the right direction, right? And so I think that uh, with our, you know, uh, like depleted, I guess you'd say, kind of group, like he's, t- he's taking more ice time and we've given him more ice time, given him more responsibility, right? So and like you said, he's, he's had some good production games out of it. And it's, it's great. It's, that's what we're here for, too. You know what I mean? We have to develop these young guys and move them along. And, uh, and he's a guy who's showing good, positive steps and signs in the right direction. And, and now we just need him doing it every night. <laughs> is, is is are are you getting the sense that because I, I know that the the transition to the North American game can sometimes be a longer transition are, are you getting the sense that he's starting to get more and more comfortable with this brand of hockey yeah he is he is and you know what he the way I look at Will I think it's all uh, pointing in the right direction and him specifically like he's a young guy who is he needs to turn into a man. You know what I mean? Like he's, he, he needs to work out. He needs to probably have a couple summers of great workouts and getting bigger and stronger and adding. And I think he'll be a good, like a great young prospect who's going to develop over a couple of years. And it's going to take a little longer because it's just, that's just the way I see with him in his personal situation, but he's got a good hockey sense. He's got some good, uh, good skill set. And I think when those other things are, are moving along and, you know, everybody matures at a different pace. Right. So, but I think it's, it's all been positive for Will for sure. Last one for you, coach. You uh, you go through All Star Weekend, then you get to uh, come home bright and early Tuesday morning, and then you're not back at it in game action until Friday night when you kick off a four game homestand against San Diego. For for you as the coach, what's the the focus going to be once you get back to work and and preparing for this homestand? What what are some of the the big focuses for you as you come out of this All Star break? I think just kind of we alluded it to to it before you know so we had some guys it's a big change we have a three forward swing already from our forwards you know yeah. like guys being called up and recalled so uh pretty much anybody who's uh pretty much healthy you know with our finish of the the, the personnel will be into the lineup right so our work is going to have to be paramount again you know and then just teaching us uh, i mean just how and you don't want to say mistake-free because mistakes happen, but we're just going to have to have that simple brand of hockey. And, and I thought we did a good job, like in Ontario, like 
you know, stay with it, stay with the plan. I think they're a really offensive gifted team. And if we keep kind of grinding away and wearing teams down and that's what the path that we're going to have to be. And if we can get ourselves to one goal games, I think that that's, that's going to be where we have to try to win hockey games. That's going to how we're going to win hockey games. As always, Trent, really appreciate the time. Uh, enjoy the rest of the All-Star experience. Uh, good luck on the ice on uh, on Monday night. Hopefully uh, a few more big wins and uh, Team Pacific's coming home with the whole thing. Uh, good luck, and uh, thanks for doing this, as always. We'll talk to you again next week, hey? All right, thank you. Appreciate it, boys. We'll see you soon. It's Trent Cole, head coach of the Calgary Wranglers. And he joins us every Monday here on Flamestock. He joins us on the future of the Flames, brought to you by Oncolytics Biotech, fighting cancer by unleashing the power of the immune system. To learn more about how an idea originating in Calgary inspired hope for many, visit oncolyticsbiotech.com. As we start to wrap up this hour, thanks to uh, Aaron Vickers. Thank you, buddy. Always my pleasure, bud. On Twitter at AA Vickers. Thanks to Azam and Cam, our producers this hour as well. And this hour has been the Sports Drive Brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Simplify your life with a security ecosystem. Go to calgarylockandsafe.com to request a security audit and get a tailored solution.